Welcome back to Off The Gym Floor Podcast. We are back after another three-day lockdown and me and Matty have got plenty to talk about. This week we're talking about consistency and how it is the most important thing in any exercise program. So listen up, hope you take some value from this and enjoy. Hi Matty. Hi Mark, how are you? Very good. Good to be back out of lockdown so we can do the podcast again. No, we're back after the government shut us down. I know. For a Shocker. while. Shocker. What did you do? Actually, what did you do over that lockdown? <laughs> I tried to run. Oh, I don't, I don't do much. I haven't done much running just because of toes, knees, other injuries. And so toes have been feeling pretty good. It's been over a year now since it's been fused. So I'm like, okay, lockdown, I'm going to try some runs. Went out, chose the wrong shoes, chose the wrong insoles, ripped the inside of my arch open, like the massive blister, skin hanging off of it. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. It was agony. How far did you run? 4K. You did 4K just off the bat? Yeah. That's garbage, mate. That's garbage? That's garbage. What? That's way too. That's way too much to just start on. You got to at least start around the two, three k mark. I was, I was just feeling good, so I just let the body dictate. And I guess uh, there's nothing else to do, eh? Well, exactly. So you know, time to kill. And then having a look, what was my? I got a fairly good split. I was quite happy with it. It was five minute twenty a kilometer. Five. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, five minute twenty one. How'd you feel at the end of it? I haven't done any running in ages. Oh, cardiovascular, I felt fine, but my foot was killing me. It was just. I, oh man, I was so, so glad to be home. I took off the shoe, I looked at it, I thought, holy shit, half my foot's hanging off. Right, that's why you do barefoot running. Oh, fuck, oh yeah, that's going to make it so much better, isn't get it? Yourself, get yourself a couple of Vivos, sort it out. Yeah, no. Although I guess you've got, you got that fused toe as well. Well, that's it, I need a bit more support for that. So, did your lockdown go? What did you do? Mate, I said to myself, I'm not going to let this uh, lockdown beat me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be super productive. I've been given the gift of time, is what I was saying. You did nothing. And did then I ended up doing a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. I was like, I've got all this stuff that I can do. I'll get this done. I'll get this done. I'm like, this is awesome because I haven't had a chance to do any of it, and got almost zero of it done. No, I... Just sat and ate. Honestly, I, I think I, you know that uh, Chris Hemsworth where oh, he gets right. all fat. Oh yeah, that was me within a couple of days. I Oof. think. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely Good, lost it all. Well, I've but got. Yeah. I've got some. I, I after our last podcast, I had uh, had some disappointing feedback. You got feedback. Well, not feedback, but um, speaking to Hannah, yeah, she's okay with peeing in the shower like you are. Oh, she's one of those. <laughs> And I'm like, well, you're never using my shower again. Yes. That. Oh, so she's a normal human being. Oh, it's, just, it's just wrong. There's, there's a, there's a, why we, you got a toilet for a reason, you know? Yeah, well, 100%. Oh. And I'm just saying is if you're having a shower though, why can't you do two, kill two birds, one stone? And then as if that wasn't annoying enough, right? So I saw her yesterday. She comes around. She's just been to your Monday markets with a friend. Um, brought me through some gluten-free donuts because they've got a little gluten-free donut stall there. Yeah. Delicious, yummy. Um, but then she was like, oh, I saw these really funny underpants. I was going to buy them for you, but I wasn't sure what size you were. I was like, Hannah, I'm an XL. <laughs> I'm an XL. And she looked at me and like, how are you? I'm like, Hannah, you fucking do. I was, I was like, I was disappointed by it. I was like, how, how. I would have thought small, extra small. 
along Mate. those lines. Mate. You know what the underpants said on them? What? Two minute noodles. <laughs> so <laughs> fitting. <laughs> so fitting. I was like, I was just full of insults from her yesterday, so she's in the bad books. Oh, well, that's good. Then at least you now know that you know, she's at least normal. Maybe it's an Australian thing. Must be me. Maybe just, for, was it so cold in Scotland that it just freezes or something? Just evaporate before it gets down there. What, in the shower? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I know what goes on there. Yeah. Oh, well, what else has been going on? Oh, How's work? Oh, work's been good. Work's been, uh, the, the lockdown has affected people's consistency. Everyone's kind of like, it's broken that flow, I feel. Oh, I, think it, I, think it, I think this is what they do, man. It's, it happens. Like, I'm glad it was only three days. Like, oh, I wasn't stressing yeah. at all. I just said, look, it's going to be a three day. Everyone said it's going to be extended. And then when it didn't, I gave the middle finger to pretty much everyone who said it was going to be extended. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't that many. I mean, I mean, oh, I'm not no scientists, whatever, and why we need a bloody lockdown all the time, but yeah, well, it is a bit of an inconvenience and especially affects us an awful lot. Oh, totally. I think, I feel like people have like used it to, it's kind of like as an excuse. Broken, broken that flow and then this week has not been as productive for some people, so. Yeah, uh, but I do also think like once something gets taken away from you, you don't know how much you miss it till it's oh, gone. That's so then they're like, oh, I actually can't go and now I want to go, especially when you've got nothing else to do, like be head down to the gym, it's like, it's just there for you, you know? Right. And we make it fun. Exactly. Fun. So I think what I did is I just tried to get in... Because you get no notice with these things as well. They're just like, oh, just so you know, we're closing at this time. You're like, oh my God. So I tried to get all my clients in on Tuesday. So I had a pretty big day on Tuesday. And yeah. then I just did a big shift on Saturday. Well, Brandon was away, so I was, I was running the gym while he was away. Oh, that's right. So he's looking the, after those bloody kids of his, hey? Oh, jeez, that's right. And and Tuesday was a nightmare. Just trying to get everything locked down, cleaned down, uh, trying to like sort clients. I only had one client that afternoon, which was good. Um, and then locked down the gym, and then just everything else was actually quite simple to rearrange. So I was just like, I'll take the time off because works so much anyway. So that was good. Yeah, exactly. I think like touching back on kind of like that consistency aspect. Yeah, that's or, what we're going to discuss. Kind of like, well, when like when, when you talk like at the end of the day, you can. You can program the best program in the world, yeah. all right? That's going to fit to someone's needs. However, if they don't do it, it's, nothing, it's, it's moot. It's useless, yeah. It's moot at the end of the day. And I, and, and I think, you know, the whole term where people say, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to just have like a six-week block and just get these amazing results. It's more along the lines of, let's get 1% better, yes. I think, every single day. And it's just, in my experience... Like with people, the people that I've gotten the best results with mm-hmm. ever, I've been the people who've been just the most consistent. Oh, that's right, exactly. And they're the one, you know what? The, they're the ones that find really good balance in their life as well. And that's that's the thing as well because you get those people like you said that they smash it for this amount of time. They're in the gym every day. They cut down and restrict themselves and everything that they can eat, and then uh, and then they drop off because they can't sustain it. But the ones who have gone, they, they get those slower initial results, but long-term they sustain it and get those better long-term results. And then they, they, they keep their health, they keep uh, their, 100%, their right? body composition, everything. And I want. do think like, I don't know what it is about Australia, but I think, I don't, like, I don't know if it's just Australia, but I think, every, or even the world, especially in like, um, you know, allied health, 
mm. with um, like physios, doctors, every or er, anyone. Everyone's looking for kind of like that that quick fix. Yeah. They're looking for a real reactive approach. Like yeah. even even I think like the whole COVID thing. It's like oh, what's gonna fix this? The va- a vaccine. And then I saw like a meme where it's like. Um, obviously I'm not doing anything anti-vax or anything I like definitely go get your vaccine but, no, no, but I'm just saying like the people who are most affected from a COVID standpoint are people with are your pre-existing conditions yep people I think what is it north of 70 years old yep okay and then what we would call your typically unhealthy people people with who uh, don't probably do don't look after themselves as well. Exactly. All right, and I'm just like I saw this good meme the other day where it was like, um, it was like a fat person on a forklift, yeah. whereas I think it was Peter Griffin on a forklift, and he was looking super fat, and I was just like, oh, off to go be healthy by getting my vaccine. It's like, how about you? Like everyone's very reactive. Like let's get out. Oh, let's get this vaccine out. How about I never hear the media talking about the other things you can do to help boost your immunity because the overwhelming research research shows if you don't fall into those categories mm-hmm. categories you're going to be fine yeah if, you, if you're healthy I mean there'll be some outliers in there but overall you're going to be the, the healthier person will fight off illness disease injury they'll either be less susceptible to it they'll recover faster from it yeah so you know if we we put those building blocks in place and we we get that that healthy lifestyle then you know you know and it's like it's just all about how do we boost your immune immune system all right so we're getting your vitamin d which is getting you know some sunlight 10 minutes of d that you know we're eating we're eating a little we're eating a little bit healthy eating the right eating the right foods getting the right sustenance in you and you know and we're moving we're doing some type of exercise all that type of stuff has been proven mm-hmm. to boost um, boost your immunity. And it's like no one, I feel, is talking a lot about that type of stuff. And they're yeah. more talking about the reactive measures on how to, oh, yeah, let's, let's get the vaccine in. Let's get that going. Yeah. And everything along those lines. I don't so, know how we've shifted to a COVID. I know, I know. We went from, from <laughs> consistency into to sorting, sorting COVID out. But, so, so going back to consistency, so the, the like... That's a big problem for you and I. And a big, a big problem is like, like you said, we do these great programs, but our biggest challenge sometimes can be getting that consistency What's from this? our clients in order to give them the best results because they, they, they pay us to do a job, but we can't do it for them. We can't do it for them. We're not that. Most of the time, we're doing one to two sessions with these people a week. Yeah. So. And people are probably doing on average for me anyway. My clientele do roughly around like three to four sessions a week. Yes. So there's always going to be one, uh, anywhere between one to three sessions a week, mm-hmm. where I'm not helping the, where I can't, you know, and help these people and do them the right way. I can give them all the tools um, in order to do it, but then it's up to them to be able to come in and do it. Absolutely. So in terms of things that. You know, what, like let's let's talk about common things, like common things that are, or are considered by our clients to be barriers, like the things that say, ah, I can't because this, I can't because that. Well, what's what's a common thing that you come across? People, and this is one I heavily disagree with. Time. Oh, hundred percent. 
people are always saying that they don't have enough time to get stuff done. Yeah. And now, look, there is a the reality is there probably is a percentage of people out there who maybe don't have enough time, but yeah. but I mean the majority of people do have enough time. They're just not making it a priority. Oh, 100%. Um, I think uh, with, with the time, if people sat down, so this is why, I like, I, you know I'm organized. You've seen my, my calendar. Like, I put everything in there, color coordinated. I can see exactly what time I have in a day. Like, physically yeah. look at it. Not just like, oh, I kind of know in my head what between this and this. But I can physically see that time. I can plan in the travel time even, so I know it only takes 30 minutes to get from here to there, whatever. Um, I can see that. And not enough people do that. Not people, they say, oh, it's not... That's not how I manage my life, but it's like, okay, well, is the way you're managing your life getting you the results you Then, you know, you have to question if that's, is that the right way to manage your, your time? You know, if, if you're saying, you know, oh, I just like, I keep it all in my head or I use this system or I use that system. It's like, well, okay, if it's not getting you the results time-wise and getting everything for it, then you need to change the way you manage. Uh, yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. Like, I mean, I'm probably not the same uh, as regimented as you. Like, I'm not programming or writing down, buddy, like, distance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not going to be the same thing for everyone. But at the end of the day, if people are coming at me and saying they don't have enough time, I'd just be like, okay, tell me what your day consists of. Yeah. And you're telling me in 24 hours a day with, you know, seven to nine hours sleep, in that whole time, mm-hmm. you don't have... So what is that? 24 take seven mm-hmm. you cannot manage to find yourself a spare 45 minutes to an hour in that whole day to maybe do some exercise and it doesn't need to be every day mm-hmm. all right you know roughly i'd like to say around three times a week is usually a good one but mm-hmm. at the end of the day individualize it to your, to your own schedule but are you seriously telling me you don't have that amount of time because mm. you know if we check people's screen time on their phone oh. you check people's what they're doing, watching on Netflix, okay? When they're doing other stuff, where they're, they're just not making it a priority. One of the, um, I don't know if I've said this, I told you, but I were one of one of my roommates, she, she works in, uh, uh, not aged care, she works in childcare. And um, one of the people she works with went to a doctor because she wanted to get gastric band surgery. Oh, yeah. And her doctor said, look, this is, you don't need this surgery. You can easily fix this with diet and exercise. Yeah. And she said, and I quote, I'm going to get the gastric band surgery because diet and exercise doesn't suit my lifestyle. Oh, God. And I was just like, no, I saw red when I heard that as well. I just... I think anyone, and that's just another reactive measure. I'm going to get the gastric band surgery, which, you know, if you cannot get it, don't get it. But I mean, that's, I think that gastric band has to be for real extreme circumstances because there's there's huge risks because you are going to be so limited in what you can physically eat. Yeah. There's a huge, um, there's going to be a huge drop in your energy. There's going to be a huge drop in your your your, your since since your food takes coming down, vital vitamins, minerals. You you might be nutritionally um, deficient 
for the first few months, yeah, yeah, at least until you can start to build back up to a, a healthy calorie intake. And at the end of the day, why would we choose to have somebody cut open and cut out pieces of our, our body as a solution? Because like, it doesn't suit my lifestyle. Like, first of all, you work in childcare, so I mean, your hours are roughly the same as like a nine to well, not a nine to five type person, but you're roughly working around that time. Yeah, absolutely. And you're telling me, and you work, you got two days off a week. I mean, I don't know your circumstances, but I guarantee you could find a little bit of window. And you don't need to come to the gym or do like a program. How can you not just go for a walk or just eat a little bit less? Yeah. I mean, how, like, if this is what I say a lot of the times, like, how hard, it, like, if your dog is overweight, Mm-hmm. and the vet says hey your dog's overweight you don't go oh well let's get my dog gastric band surgery or let's go oh there must be something wrong with you cut its food back yeah. and you take it for a walk you take it for more walks and you don't feed it as much Yeah. I don't understand why people think that that's a different exactly. solution like oh I gotta go get uh, gastric I gotta go get I gotta go see this you know um what are they called, naturopath or something, because yeah. my hormones aren't working properly in order to boost enough fat. You've seen, uh, you, you've seen the movie Saw, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen Saw. Right. Which one? All of them. All of them. But like, Saw, it's basically just a bunch of people that says, you know, you're wasting your life. How much do you want your life? How much does your life mean to you? And it's like, you've got to chop your foot off in order to save your life. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like, how much do you want? It's like, so your health is like, how much do you value that? Oh, not much, not enough to do something That's about it. Well, enough for somebody else to do something about it. Um, have you ever had those clients that pay you as a, a PT and then, you know, a few weeks down the line, they're maybe not getting the results because, again, they haven't been consistent or even just, they don't actually come in and put the, the effort in and they start to question, it's like, well, I'm paying all this for you to train me and I'm not getting results here. Like, when I when I first started, mm. I think I maybe found that, but I mean, now I'm just so brutally honest, Yeah. I think. And I'm also, and I'm, I'm, I'm up front and honest when I get someone in from the start. I'm like, let's program a routine mm-hmm. around what you can do that's individualized to you. So how many days can you come in, come in a week? Sometimes people get super motivated in that week and they say, oh, I want to come five to six times a week. I'm just like, I go, well, look, prove to me that you can do three to four a week. All right. And then we'll be good. And then from, from there I can out, I'll outline a very realistic long-term plan on what it's going to take for you to get um, the results that you wanted at the start. And I'll just be very upfront. Like I'm not here trying to make some extra sale by going oh I can get you to this in four weeks or six weeks because it's just I don't it, first of all it's not true and second and second of all I want to make it as realistic as possible I'd rather under promise and over deliver yeah. than over promise and under deliver but I'll make a realistic time frame and I'll tell them I'll be like every time you miss every time you miss one of those program sessions it is going to set back your goal yeah. by one week yeah so if I and if so and when I do get to that time, and we go and we do our testing again and we uh, recheck, you know, see what our results are, mm-hmm. and they and they go, oh, I didn't get what I want. Then I can have a look straight back over what we've done for that last month. He's like, oh, we've only been going. We said we were going to be going. I don't know, three days a week. You've only been going one day a week. Yeah. 
So, and as I said, every time you miss one, you've just pushed back a week. And they know. And I'm, I talk to them about that. I'm so upfront with that now mm. that I just feel that they know. If someone comes in and they're doing their testing, they're like, oh, I know this isn't going to be good because I haven't been, I haven't been doing that. So I think definitely when I first started, mm. I probably wasn't as uh, upfront and just mapped out their plan and, communi- and communicated that to them. I think when and, yeah. I've, I've had uh, other clients in the past which have been so um, unaware of reality and just expecting results. It doesn't matter what you say to them, they just have this perception that they don't need to give up you know, drinking as much, they don't have to give up eating as much, but because they've paid for something like personal training or gym membership, that it should just start falling off. They don't understand the work that goes in. And well, they don't understand how the human body works. Oh, well, there's also that as well. As, as if people are coming in and expect and having like, having these expectations that I can just turn up once a week and get the results that I was promised. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is how the human body works. Yeah. Here's what we have to do. Here's how long it's going to take in order to do it. If this is what you want, mm-hmm. all right? And don't think of it like, oh, I'm just going to do this for a certain amount of time, get there, and it's all going to be fine. Um, You actually have to make conscious steps and decisions to get, as I said, that 1% better every day. I'm not going to get 100% better overnight, Mm -hmm. but 1% better every single day over a long period of time is going to make something a whole lot better. Yeah. And more rewarding as well, because it, it is. It's almost like a, d- depending on who you get, like you have, it's like almost like a lifestyle change. And I find it, I do a lot of work with um, rehab mm-hmm. uh, people uh, come in and looking to, for rehab, and their experiences with doctors and physios mm. before is a, they don't doctors and physios don't communicate what you have to do yeah. properly. They find that. They all. I also find that with doctors and physios, typically, they are very reactive in their approach. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, my back's hurting. They're like, oh, well, stop doing, stop doing that, what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, let's um, give you some, you know, anti-inflammatories and, or let's do a cortisone injection. You know, these are all very reactive measures yeah. to fixing a problem. Or you come in and they just say, oh, okay, we'll give you like a, um, essentially like a glorified massage, mm-hmm. which don't get me wrong, you do need some of that stuff sometimes, but that is part A of the solution. You still need to make, or, you know, that's the first step of that solution. You still need to do step two, step three, step four, yeah. step five in order to actually get the result. But doctors and physios they stay around that step one and then what that what um these my clients have told me is that they find themselves in this cycle where it's they go to the doctor or the physio and they treat them they get a pretty quick short-term result don't get me wrong but as i said it's short term and then they're fine and then maybe a month or something later they have to go back in there and they get the same thing done and they just they're on this hamster wheel where it's just the same things happening all the time and then you enlighten them to well that's not how the human body works this is part A and now we have to do part B part C Mm -hmm. in order to actually get you the result yeah 
Okay. So, what what other things that that people find as blockers to consistency? What what other? I mean, time's probably the biggest excuse that people people use. Um. Time is the biggest excuse. I don't know. What do you think? I gave time. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I find sometimes um, ah, I, people people get dis, uh, get switched off by focusing on the technique. Probably more along the lines of blokes. I'd I'd say you know how they they don't appreciate good technique, um, and then they get disengaged because they're like, I just want to lift heavy. You know when people get you, you ask. I know, people yeah, I know what you're saying. That's yeah. not, it's, not as, it's not as common as the as the time one. But no, I, I know exactly what you mean. I think um, so. Like when you're saying like, okay, I, I, you cannot go above this weight. I need you to get good at this technique because when they're with you, they do it and they do it properly. But then they're not motivated to do it when they come in. So you, so for example, you've got a client, right? Lifts big, okay. Comes to you, not seeing any progress probably got some little niggling injuries in there and you're like okay well we need to strip all this right back because you do not move properly that's why you got a niggling injury that's why you're plateauing i need you to do this this and this and it might be stuff it's you're taking them off the barbell you give them smaller things kettlebells smaller dumbbells i want you to move here and you need to feel this yeah i find it's a real it can be typically this certain depends on their their personality type but sometimes people do not appreciate the lightweight, the good movement, and again that consistency in order to allow you to lift heavier. A hundred percent, and I totally agree. There's guys that come in and they're like, I'm used to lifting, I guess, a certain weight or a certain way, and I'm also used to feeling a certain way when I finish. And I think this is, and this is what you find a lot, especially in this industry, is people want to associate working out with like a feeling so kind of like when people are like walking down the stairs and oh my legs I can barely feel my legs or I get up the next day and oh my legs are sore I must have had a great workout Mm. or they they, they're huffing and they're puffing and it's just like they feel absolutely exhausted and for some reason people think you've now just had a good a good workout Mm. now in terms of I guess, did you burn a lot of calories? Did you exhaust yourself? 100%. But I mean, a monkey can get, you know, you can get you go down to your six-year-old trainer if you want someone to just throw the kitchen sink at you and just get you, yeah. you know, running laps until you puke and you think you've had a good workout. Like, it's that's, that's not true at all. In fact, that's only probably not going to, not only is it not going to get you to where you want to go, mm. it's only going to get you to a certain point and then the same thing, you're just in that hamster wheel again where you're just going around. That's a, and that's totally true. I mean, you, you talk back to the, the people you had the best results with, right? Uh, this week, uh, I hadn't seen Christian in oh, two weeks due to covering for Brandon, COVID, all these other things. And um, saw him for the first time in a couple of weeks, right? And we do not lift heavy all the time. And it was that, that week where we programmed in to, you know, challenge ourselves, let's get some challenging weights on this, see what we can do. Uh, he just outperformed, right? He was fantastic. What we were doing, boop, 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 you know, jumped up a few levels of weight um, from what we did the, the previous week, or what he did, sorry, the previous week. Um, and not only that, the way he moves, you know when you just see somebody that's just a little wobbly, yeah, a little wobbly, they're just not, they're just off it a little bit. He was just like, 
down, up, down, up, all stable, everything running in line and just how it should be. And it was amazing. And you look back at the Christian's uh, training three days a week, doesn't miss, miss a session, comes every meal on Tuesday, there's two days at the weekend, yeah. And he, you watch, he graphs his weight, so he uses his, his Fitbit to graph his weight, and his weight has just been coming down, 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 down. Like body fat percentage has been coming down, yeah. Muscle mass is going up, his strength is going up, his fitness is going up, it's amazing. And he's not bashed his pan in every single day, every week. Yeah. He has focused really well on that technique. And the results are just speaking for himself. And he hasn't had to give up all the foods he wants, give up all the, the alcohol or whatever. He's still got a really good balanced lifestyle. Yeah, and I mean, I um, if I look back at all my clients and I think to myself, who are the guys who have had the best results? Yeah. It's people A, who've been the most consistent, but B, who've also listened to that structure at the start. The most coachable people. Because at the at the end of the day, people they come in and they say they want to get stronger. First thing first thing I'm always gonna do is I had to say how I have a look at how you're moving. Alright? Yeah. Sort out little imperfections in there. And yeah, that does take a sort a certain amount of time where you're probably not gonna be lifting the same weights that you did before for the max. However, you get past that period, every single one of my clients, if once they've gotten past that threshold, have then got been the strongest they've ever been. Yeah. I've gotten lifted the strongest weight, uh, biggest weights that they've ever lifted before. It's because you created that strong, found stable foundation to build upon, to then for you to maximize and get your best results. And that's what I'm saying. It's not about how do I get. I was lifting this. Say I'm lifting 100 kilos already on a squat. Mm-hmm. How do I get? How do I get stronger? Because I've kind of hit a plateau. It's probably about stripping you back down to roughly around doing 60 kilo squats in. Okay, for you know anywhere between four to eight weeks, where you're kind of building upon that, building all those imperfections, creating a strong foundation, and then we come back, and now we're actually can lift around 120, and we're doing it a lot safer, a lot more freely, and it it feels the way it's supposed to feel as well, with good movement and control. Yeah, that's that's it exactly, and um, I think uh, giving people a bit of variety as well, so it's not doing the same exercise. Over there's a thousand different ways to do the same ex- the same exercise. Like just first, there's back squats, like probably step ten. You know, you can do a goblet squat, squat box, front squat, kettlebells. Like you can use all different types of modalities, but just train the same pattern. Yeah. And, you only, and, that's, and yeah, keeping variety, obviously, I think is very important. I also think it's very important for the nervous system because the nervous system adapts to doing something a certain way. Mm. And the second you change up that stimulus, even if it's just slightly, you can get a better result because you, you have a slight... Without little, having to just chuck more plates on. Yeah, back. exactly. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be weight. You can change the modality, how you do things, raise it up, increase okay. range of motion, increase stability, whatever it is. Slight little changes in the same pattern is still going to create a, uh, a different response. 100%. And I, yeah, I, do, I have actually found that a bit, especially with clients. And I think it just comes back to communication yeah. at the start. And I just think if you can communicate the message across to yeah. them and they understand why they're doing it, 100%. The, they'll do it. And so, you know, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to feel the same to what you're doing now, but later on, it's going to feel way better. That's, that's it. And I say that to everyone, you move right first or, uh, and then we look at the, the range of motion, stability, Strength. There you go. Movement, movement quality, stability, strength. What other blockers do you have? 
trying to think, putting me on the spot here. Um, what about families? What about Which kind families? of comes back to time a little bit. Um, like having a family, the family, the, the wife, the kids, yeah. even the dog. Yeah, I think I think look, it's, I think it's more excuses around. I guess is yeah. I think time's a big one. People wanting to feel something. I think, um, like we said before, and I guess you could say family as well. But I think it just goes back to you've got to be able to communicate that message where it's like we don't have to do five days a week. Yeah. Like just because you watched Biggest Loser and you saw those guys doing twice a day every day okay. like that's not what you have to do you the whole po- point is to make a realistic time frame realistic schedule around what you can do so if you if you really honestly think you can only get in twice a week or that's all you want to do mm-hmm. and let's only do twice a week are yeah. we going to get the results as quick as probably if we did three to four uh, sessions a week probably not Awesome. But if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. It's just going to take a little bit longer, and this is what we're going to work towards. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a guy during the six-week challenge. He still trains with me now. He, did, he had great results. In six weeks, put on two kilos of muscle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he trained six days a week, and he did not miss a session. Uh, yeah, and I think it's when you uh, when we do do those challenges. I think what we like what we do differently here as well is it's not setting and unrealistic standard to achieve in that six week period because we want to make it as realistic as possible that you can actually continue that for a long period of time he still trains six days a week because that's how he enjoys it and that fits into his lifestyle 100% and so that works for him and that's why when we so here's another blocker right Um, that just triggers that it's actually setting those those realistic goals you know I think people have those unrealistic goals 100% and 100% actually it's not the unrealistic goals it's actually the way you measure yourself you're measuring yourself against other people whose lifestyles whose background are completely different to yours and physiology I'd say oh yeah Biology absolutely and physiology so you know you're measuring yourself against someone else so everyone like athletes uh, and these people on Instagram they're measuring against that but these people are completely different and different background and you're only seeing the snapshot you're only seeing them when they're there you know, when they went off to Instagram, yeah. Oh God, like Instagram's the, the worst one. So I think the way that you measure yourself, because your measurement should always be off what you were yesterday. Yeah, you do see with some people when they first starting up at the gym, sometimes they're a bit kind of nervous that they're going to mm-hmm. feel like judged and they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. And I think that can be trigger some like a lot of anxiety for them coming to the gym and like. If you have anxiety every time you come into the gym, like you're probably not going to go as much, are you? Well, that's it. So it's trying to like make this like a, I guess the best possible space for you to come get the best results possible. But yeah, if you're comparing yourself to someone else in the gym, uh, that's unrealistic because it's apples and pears. Isn't it's it? you compare you yeah exactly you're comparing two different things, but also you're comparing two different stages of someone's life. Like let's say someone who's been training for three years versus someone who trains who hasn't been training at all. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I want to be like that guy. I'm like, that guy's been consistent over a long period of time. You haven't done anything yet. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually you're going to be doing the, some of the things that he's going to be doing, but you, you need to build up to that. Yeah, like, and there's, there's someone else. Like, it, it can be as simple as work schedules. This person works nine to five, Monday to Friday. They've got a real good set structure. You do shift work, your mornings, evenings, middle shifts, weekends. You know. Some person sits at a desk, the other person does a lot of laboring during the day as well. So I mean, it's just, 
It is. It's apples and oranges, or what do you say? Apples and pears. Is that how they say it in Scotland? Oh, maybe it's apples and oranges. Maybe. <laughs> it's always been apples and oranges. Oh, well, apples, well, I guess it's apples and pears. As Same well. thing. They're still different. Apples and bananas. It doesn't matter. Two different things. Um, uh, yeah, I think when you should when you come into the gym, it's always about trying to achieve the best possible um, version of yourself. I guess at the end of the day. Yeah, that's you it. You know, because I mean, some people's you know anatomical or genetics are just going to. You know, give them uh, predispose them to being able to probably lift a bit heavier than you. Mm-hmm. I've trained my whole life to, you know, try and get as strong as I guess as I can, mm-hmm. and then some bloke who's never trained before might just naturally come in and be able to um, bench or squat more than me just because yeah. he's genetically being gifted with a thicker frame. You know, we've we've got Lily here. I don't know if you've ever met Lily, but she has got some natural athleticism. When I yeah. when I was coaching rugby, I would have loved to have her on on the team. And uh, her, Steph, Ange, and Claire in a in a uh, a session one morning, and we we're just like, let's see how much we can push on the sled, right? We went from eighty kilos up to one hundred and eighty, and Lily at one hundred and eighty is still running the sled down the track, no problem at all. I'm just like amazing, and she's only just started up with us. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. I mean, you got to find you got to find people like that, and it's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's just then great. recruit them into your rugby team, and then go and win everything. Exactly. Oh man, my rugby team is all the recruiting you can get at the moment. Well, Lily's here. I'll, I'll put a good word in for her. Yeah, well, I don't know. The fe- I don't know how the females are fending this year, but I mean, some of the females are probably better than some of the Noosa's, males we got. Noosa slaughtering everyone in the women's. Yeah. Yeah, that's we we got to go play Noosa on Saturday actually. Oh yes, that'll be interesting. So that'll be fun. We just it was a real. I didn't go. Probably that's why we lost on the weekend. But um, Mate, when do you ever go? Huh? You, I'm I, always down there. I just was. I, I wasn't because I had to always, work. You're always away. You've always got some trip away that you're you're not at the rugby. Some coach. No, I think I've missed three games this year. That's it. Okay. All all very valid excuses. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Right, so top tips then. Top tips for improving people's consistency. What's your first one? I would say realistic. Realistic goals? Realistic goals that are obviously, you know, measurable um, and within a time frame that's, yeah, just realistic. Yeah. Um, That would be my first one. Map out a schedule. Yes. That is going to be... That is my number one. It's uh, getting the schedule and the time management right. Getting your schedule and your time management right. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a heap of... um, doesn't have to be a heap of... You don't have to do a heap of sessions a week. You don't have to work, do hour and a half sessions. Well, that goes into my next top tip, which would be my number three. It'd be like, measure yourself against yourself. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Well, that that's. I guess that can be number three. But back to what do we say? The time schedule. Like, yeah. Make that program as individualized to you as possible. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So if like, so like I've got Elijah who does six days a week, which is great, and yeah. that works well for him. But you know, somebody else is like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do six days a week. They burn out really early. They get um, pissed off because they're not able to do it. So they've they've measured themselves wrongly. It should be. Like- yeah. So I think yeah that individual like measuring yourself against yourself and just individualization is key. Everyone is different. Everyone should be treated dif- uh, as such. Right. You those cookie cutter programs or whatever that people put out and they're just like oh this is how I got jacked or I know of running a running a steroid stack or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is how I got jacked. Uh, so this is how you can get jacked too. It's like, no, that's probably not going to work for me. Like, I've got to do other things. Everyone's different. 
you know the principles are obviously the same but you individualize it based on the individual 100% 100% all right so that's our top three top three tips so to summarize summarize Realistic goals. Realistic goals. Schedule. Got to plan it in and yeah. schedule it. And, right and make it a priority, I think, as well. Oh, oh 100%. Schedule and prioritize it. And and then the, number three is measure yourself against yourself. Don't yeah. measure against other people. Other people are different. They've got different backgrounds. So doing that is just, it's going it's gonna to set you up for failure. Individualization, brother. Individualization. All right, man. That was good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the horse. That's it. So what's your plans this weekend then? We're going to go to Noosa on Saturday. Good answer. Hopefully it's not raining. Um, outside of that, Brisbane Lions are playing Saturday night, so I'll go from the rugby to Brizzy oh, Lions. I don't know when the Lions are putting... Lions, the, the British and Irish Lions, they got postponed on Wednesday because of COVID. I was like, oh, I knew... In Japan? Gone. Yeah, they should have moved the tour to Australia, so I could have gone... That's what they should have done. They should have done that. That was one of the potential options, but I was like... Well, mate, Australia's no good at the moment, so we're getting locked down every second Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Sydney's in bloody another... They got ex- extended to yeah, another week as well. Can you imagine the lockdown here versus the lockdown in South Africa? What's so the lockdown in South Africa? Everything. Like, full lockdown again. Again? Yeah, like, with stage four. So, Shit. Yeah. Mate, the, well, have you seen their little shanty towns and all their cities and stuff like that? How are you supposed to self-isolate and, and socially distance and these guys are living in little tin huts you know so yeah. they're, they're, they're wrecked over there so hopefully it doesn't affect the rest of the lines too because that is something I've been looking forward to for ages yeah well that's a bit of a pain in the ass but if they go there they're just going to have to find somewhere else to go to I guess I know and then the Aussies won last night as well against the French yeah only just towards the end there it's a pretty shit game, to be perfectly honest, but um, good, exciting finish. I will be surprised if the Aussies win the, the two out of three. They will. Three out of three. I, I think the French will have the next two. No. Mate. No way. Not a chance. All right, what are we betting? Huh? What are we betting? Let's put a bet on this. I reckon... Where I will bet you a time? cookie from Mint Espresso. <laughs> right. Alright. Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll bet a cookie. Don't have to be, have to be big money. I'll take a cookie from Mint Espresso. Dude, I'm, I'm so on the betting train at the moment. I've lost a sh- lot of money though. Exactly. A lot of money. You're I'm, in the hole. Cookie. I'm in the hole, dude. I might have an addiction. Who knows? Also, so now I need a cookie. Next top tip don't bet, people. Don't get addicted <laughs> to betting. Bad no, it's not good for your health. Right, so we're going to leave you with that, yeah. guys. Focus on your consistency. That is what's going to get you results. Not the weight, not the intensity, not how long you're in here. That consistency. Because at the end of the day, as long as you're consistent over a long period of time, no matter how many days a week you go, you will get results. That's right. right. And if you need any help with your consistency or your programming, you can always speak to us. You can get to me at mac.pt.fitness on Instagram. Or you can speak to Matty at MR underscore Performax Science. Also known as? Not also known as, but... Mr. underscore Performax Science. Mr. underscore Performax Science. It's good to speak to you guys again. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to wear your masks. (laughs) Bye. Bye.